0: Hey, this is Justin in post-production. So, we recorded this episode a while ago, so the goddamn news is not very current. Now, since then, we've entered into what historians call the cool zone, and that means there's probably some more important things for you all to do with your money than give it to us to get bonus episodes. So, for the duration of the protests for George Floyd and against police brutality, you can donate to any of the charities listed below and send us the receipt via Twitter DM or email and we'll send you the link to the bonus episodes you know instead of you all having to uh give to our patreon now so far uh you all have raised over five thousand dollars for bail funds across the country, which I guess means podcasting really is praxis um anyway, so. Black Lives Matter, and on to the episode.
1: Liam, you were, you were upset about, what, a 24-hour club? Do you I, even, I, need, do you even I, need to be here about a three-day-long club that you can go to? I can just go oh, on a drinking to binge in, in my own house. I can just go in a drinking binge
2: and a drug-use binge in my house. Or it's alternatively, a transcendent experience. In, the hills, in the hills of Kentucky, nothing in Germany is a transcendent experience. <laughs> I have been to Frankfurt, which
3: is a miserable
4: fucking day. <laughs> oh, no, I, I, I,
3: achieved, I achieved total self-actualization on the 75th hour in this club, and I was being jerked off by another man. Oh, look, what, I,
2: oh, whatever, not man. Not
3: you, well, <laughs> which is fine. Which is fine. My objection...
2: It's just like, oh, God, for, for people with no sense of humor, the Germans are
1: extraordinarily unusual. No, you get mm. the Germans but, wrong. You have completely misunderstood the Germans in every sense. Yeah, the I wonder Germans, why that
2: might be, Riley. No, tell <laughs> <it. laughs> me. Ever
1: women, since the <laughs> incidents. <laughs> Modern Germans, the, the current day Germans, the today Germans, are not a people with no sense of humor. They're just a people who um really don't like they just like when well, it's time to have fun they're just like yes we'll get the most fun into this period of time so why would we go to bed we're just gonna keep the club open from like friday midnight to like monday dinner time I like, sh- we, like keep going throughout this german. whole time oh, I, like the, I like the introvert
3: german. german a lot more who is like you know i get home from my job at the like, at the at the forklift driving factory and then i play forklift driving simulator all day Um, It's all stupid min-max shit, right?
0: You know, I'm trying to do the maximum amount of fun over the maximum amount of time, which either involves using all my spare time to go get jacked off at the club, or I pick the job, which is my dream job, which is driving a forklift, and then I drive a virtual forklift in my spare time.
3: They're all so much happier than us, and I resent them for that immensely. I don't believe
1: people should be happy. Every German is fundamentally a power gamer. Um, <laughs> like they've all like that's the thing that their entire culture is based on realizing. Like, wait a minute, everybody likes the breakdowns of so-, like because like electronic music like was born when people in America were realizing that the breakdowns of the songs and the records, of the people that like the parts that people were having the most fun with, and so the first DJs started cutting those parts out of records, buying multiple copies of them, and then stitching them back together so that they could have entire records that were just these beat-heavy breakdowns of songs that they could then mix together. Like, that's how it was born. And the Germans were like, what if we just, like, made this originally? Just made nothing but the breakdown, and then we had this party of nothing but the breakdown for, like, two, three days the most our economy could bear?
3: (laughs) (laughs) We have have to subsidize the party, otherwise it will not go on long enough for us (laughs) to achieve transcendence.
1: No, I mean, honestly, like, um, I I, I, I often say, like, um, there are several points of my life that I would consider pinnacles, and I'd say, like, I don't know, of the top ten, five of them have been spent inside Berghain.
2: (laughs) Oh, God. I mean... Yeah. 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 Jesus Christ.
1: No, no, I'm...
4: (laughs) Well,
0: here here we are, folks. Um, Welcome to... Well, there's your problem. A podcast about German clubs.
3: Willkommen nach also dein Problem.
1: Oh, I have so many opinions about different clubs in different parts of Germany. <laughs> cut this mic, Cut this mic.
4: Yeah, cut it off. No, not more. <laughs> no more. Over. <laughs> can't.
1: It's my Zencaster session, babies. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Uh, yeah, yeah, fuck. Okay. This is a hostage situation We're a Captive
3: audience.
1: <laughs> yeah. Now I'm, you I'm, have to hear my opinions about pay eins in Munich.
3: God, a uh, club in Munich sounds like the, like, Munich is the worst city on earth. No, yeah. it's really bad. I, um, I, I, it's I like, like it, there's
0: lots of beer.
3: Frankfurt's mm. up there. You no, um, get beer in Nuremberg, and it's much less fascist. Frankfurt's the worst like, city with the worst airport.
1: Uh. You know, yeah, Frankfurt. Frankfurt's not great. I, I, I mean, honestly, for me, Berlin and Hamburg like tied. Yeah, like um, anywhere
3: in West or South Germany, just fucked
1: vibes. hundred <laughs> yeah. percent fucked vibes. You've exactly. got to go. You've got to go parts, east. There are parts of Berlin that are that are pretty fascist. Yeah,
3: I know, but like, I'm, oh, I'm still sorry. thinking about how in like 1990, the East German government opened a state subsidized gay bar just because they thought it would be cool. Uh, like that's yeah, it's the energy cool. that I want from my socialism
1: well you know the uh, you know the story behind Berghain no oh it's that um two guys had a party called snacks um, like a gay like a gay sex party called snacks in an abandoned pool and, <laughs> okay um, and then the, uh, the the newly unified like Berlin like city government was like um, you could all burn to death in here because there is literally not a single fire exit and one ladder out of the pool that you're all fucking in. Please go somewhere else. It was a Sims 2 style situation. (laughs) Yeah, it was a Sims 2 thing. And then the two guys who who started Snacks bought this like old abandoned East German power plant for like $10 and then just (laughs) renovated it. And then Snacks slowly transformed into Bergheim and then they hired this guy who was um, a, like, a gay, like a gay punk from East Berlin called Sven Marquardt to work on The Door. And then Sven had this whole idea that he wanted to curate the crowd to be uh, like, oh, oh yeah. like yeah, That
2: sounds pretty German, doesn't it? Yeah, this, yeah.
3: Ger- this yeah. German man goes down a line and decides which of you are acceptable is not like a great thing, vibes-wise.
4: NINE! Um, NINE!
2: Uh, <laughs> so, so, <laughs> yeah. is, is the fascism is gay now, so... PGT. Yeah. <laughs>
0: this is the, 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 the reason the East German economy cratered after reunification is they just took every productive facility and turned it into a nightclub. And that was
3: just dumb as hell. Yep. Like Every yep. factory, just, every yeah. warehouse, they're, hell, all they're all nightclubs now. now. Yep. I love, I love the, the backstory of every gay club when you get into it a little bit is just the steel mill from that episode <laughs> of The Simpsons. We work hard, we play hard. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, but like, and, and now it's, it's really funny. There are lots, there's a whole economy in Berlin that's grown up around supplying people who want to go to Bergheim with the kind of clothes that Sven likes.
3: <laughs> this guy's like what? a just has like a French child king level of control of like <laughs> uh, a, a whole social order in Berlin at rules. Yeah, no,
1: so there's a store called UY Studios. Um, it's one that co- okay, it's one that coincidentally I have a lot of clothes from. Um, and yeah, also, so you got I've- your
3: full-blooded Italian shirt from.
1: <laughs> I have two kinds of clothes, right, Alice? I've got my Berghain clothes. And then I have my clothes I buy because I think it's a punchline. And, um, for example, right now, I'm wearing my full-blooded Italian one because I'm, like, walking a small dog in West London. And I think it's very funny to be walking around like a fucking weed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right, we have to talk about wine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, also, we also have to do the introductions, yeah. which, you like, Riley the has, like, yeah. Yeah, destroyed right. our yeah.
1: podcast yeah. once again. This Fantastic. is my favorite episode I've been on already. Every, and we're talking about everything I'm interested in. We're talking about techno. <laughs> we're talking about wine and because and you I-
3: control the audio recording. You, you can like wish us into the cornfield, so we all have yeah, to do exactly. it. Exactly, <laughs> we have. We
0: anyway. I'm Justin Rosniak, I'm the I'm the person who's talking right now. i are talking about. We're gonna talk about. I I, I, I don't want to do the dumb credential
1: thing anymore. Everyone knows no, like, credential. Dumb yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway. Um, oh, yeah. interesting, we're done, we're done talking about credentials when I come on, huh? Yeah. That's yeah. right. Well, yeah, you that's can true. talk
3: about your degree if you want to. Uh, no, I won't. I would what, what, what are your pronouns, Justin? Oh, my pronouns are he and him. Sweet. Yeah. Alice Caldwell Kelly, my pronouns are she and her, I have no qualifications whatsoever, and I'm being treated well by my audio <laughs> captors. <laughs> uh, Liam
2: Anderson, my pronouns are he, him. Uh, I am making this recording under duress. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just blinking out torture and Morse
3: code. <laughs> we're, you know, we're all doing USS Pueblo shit.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I'm Riley Quinn from uh, Trash Future. Riley's uh, Riley's Alice's
4: co host.
1: <laughs> <laughs> also, your own co host. Yeah. I'm, I'm also my own co host on that other show we host. Uh, my pronouns are he and he and him as well. Um, and I'm actually uh, not holding these hosts <laughs> under duress. This is again, a kind of kink we all agreed to do in the basement <laughs> of Lab Oratory, another club in Berlin. Why would it be called that? Why? Oh, never mind. <laughs> no, because um, they're inventing new kinds of weird sex to have. Oh,
3: I see. Well, I mean, right. get more power to them, but like... It's like When when
1: Bergheim became like, kind of like, just a club... Next war. segment.
4: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: When this is all over, I'm just going to go to a quiet, sad bar in Port Richmond. <laughs> oh,
2: but
0: you
2: your cab. John Thornton's R.I.P.
0: Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, this is where we gotta.
3: The music's real quiet here. Yeah, we're really keeping oh, yeah. it on. Hold up, hold up. I'll I'll, I'll move the the. Fuck, oh, what do I have? Yeah. Okay. It's uh. Oh God damn it! Where's the fucking shit? It's probably, so, probably fine. Yeah. Okay. I, I got it. I got it. So right, I'll, I'll, I'll do the news again, and you can like. uh... You're also not full screen on the screen sharing thing. I don't know Re- if that matters. Really? Yeah. Uh, you have just been like right looking screen? at the thing the whole uh, the whole time. No, it's sharing the right thing, uh, and it's, like it's, hopefully it's, it's recording the right screen. It just you you're not in the
1: slideshow. Is all? No,
0: I know what the thing is. Is the thing the thing is doing the thing?
1: Oh come on! Ah. Is it fixed now? I can tell you about how Laboratory was founded. We're waiting for this because yeah. it's. It wants to. Let me
0: try and un. There we go.
1: That Sweet. looks right.
0: Okay. All right. <laughs>
3: Hello and welcome to Well, there's your problem, an engineering podcast about engineering disasters. All right, <laughs> <With, with, laughs> oh, fine. Which, now now we got to do yeah. the news. Yes. yes.
0: So, in our first piece of news oh, for the God day...
4: Damn it. I need to... <laughs> fucking... Hold on a second. There. Okay. 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 There. Go. <laughs> news. Our, our
0: first piece of news... <laughs>
1: Such a smooth podcast. Shut the fuck
0: up! The the Canadians... You know how they're doing these flyovers everywhere?
4: Yeah, um, for morale.
0: For, for morale? Yeah. Well, the Canadians fucked up and wrecked their a uh, fancy aerobatics jack, jet
3: into somebody's house. Oh, man. Demonstrating your support for the key workers by, like, blowing up <laughs> a small part of them.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, okay. let's, let's all be honest, right? This was literally a matter of time. Every single country had decided altogether that they were going to, instead of, like, funding their national health systems, were just going to be like, well, it's cheap, it's slightly cheaper to burn a lot of jet fuel, so let's do that. Anyway. Mm. We also have like just military supply chains that are 90% graft. So I'm pretty sure we're flying a paper airplane. Anyway, it's going to be fine. We're just all flying our combat air force at 100% capacity all the time because we'd rather do that than fund the health system. It's never going to crash. Of course, this is going to happen. It's going to happen the whole time because this is all anyone was doing.
3: Okay, but how funny is it that it happened in Canada though? It's pretty funny. Yeah, it's
0: pretty funny. (laughs) Like oh, I never heard the Blue Angels crashing into well, it, anyone.
1: It's, it's pretty <laughs> funny. It's pretty funny because Canada also has a particularly fraught history of um, military aviation procurement. Like ca- the Canadian history of military aviation procurement is like eighty percent boondoggles. Hmm. Wasn't there an
3: RCAF officer who was also oh. like a literal serial killer too?
1: Oh yeah, uh, that absolutely for sure. Um, also, like, I, I don't know, maybe like the Avro Arrow almost might be worth doing a "Well, There's Your Problem" podcast about, where like Canada mm. spent like billions and billions of dollars designing a stealth airplane that, like, where they they made one and it flew for like a minute. <laughs> it's like an
0: F thirty five, but it's crashed, crashed like into a, a moose. <laughs> yeah, it's got yeah. big antlers, like oh, it's got a beaver tail. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's, not, that's, not, that's not reducing the radar cross signature at all but, uh, <laughs> so
1: the funny thing is we did it for it was like one of the fr- it was we tried to do it like when the first like fighter jets were being made so i've got the dates here its first flight was on the 25th of march 1958 anyone want to guess when it was canceled <laughs>
2: Ooh, the of March. Of March. <laughs> yeah. No,
1: yeah. It lasted all the way until February 1959. <laughs> wow. wow. That's incredible.
3: Almost a year. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, it's, I actually, in my, like, history class in Canadian high school, I learned about this as, like, in history class it was that big of a boondoggle.
3: <laughs> I love that I
1: love that you call Canadian yeah. high
3: school Canadian high school. Like you have to say the whole thing every time.
1: <laughs> oh man,
3: I don't want to go to Canadian high school today. Every subject has A at the
0: end. <laughs> well I'm taking trigonometry, <laughs> eh?
4: Yeah.
2: Anyway. Also, somebody wants to
1: matriculate to university. Yeah.
0: Here's,
1: here's the thing. Hey. It's utterly it's utterly unsurprising that eventually someone wrecked one of the aerobatics jets in support of the carers into someone's house because, I mean, come on, we keep flying jets, it's going to happen. Yeah, you know what they should have
3: done? They should have got the French guy from last time who just ejected from the jet on his own in this.
1: Yes. Yeah, and, and, and secondly... It's totally unsurprising that it's the Canadians because we have a very checkered history with military aviation procurement. <laughs> well, like the house
3: looks okay, like it just looks like <laughs> a lawn dart just like plowed into the guy's <laughs> lawn. It wasn't like, a jet it was a missile. I'm pentagon yeah. truthering this uh, this house. <laughs> yeah, but Bush did whatever this was. was unfortunate.
4: What did uh, they
1: there in Crawford Ranch just painting <laughs> painting a little portrait of a dog with secret instructions in it? Yeah. All right. In
0: in our second in our second piece of news, you are gonna dwell on it, but so Ooh, that's not good. Yeah. Uh-oh. Two dams collapsed in Michigan, and they flooded a bunch of stuff.
1: Hey, Um, hey, hey, check this out. Well, there's your problem. (laughs) He said the name of the thing. Yes, it's true. Uh, It's clever. So this mm. is a
0: 1925 earthen dam in Edenville, Michigan. It collapsed, and that caused another dam further downstream to also collapse. Where's my... Where's my pen? Would you would you describe the
3: status of God's love as being mysterious right now?
0: Yes. Yes. And then this this water is all now flowing down into the city of Midland, Michigan, which is where mm. Dow Chemical is headquartered. Oh no.
2: Or what are the headquarters? And that's where they make it plants.
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? Back up a bit. What? Oh,
0: yeah. So there's this big big Dallas. chemical
3: plant here. Big
0: chemical <laughs> plant, right? And they make silicone here. Not to be confused with silicon, which is the microchip thing, this is silicone, which is the fake boob thing.
3: Oh, right? I'd love to get two fake boobs and call that Silicon Valley. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was getting them confused
2: with DuPont, Dow is Midland, Michigan. Oh boy. Yep. Wow, sucks to suck, mm. kids. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, so this river here is now flooded, like, up to like some massive flood stage, like 18-19 feet or something, right? So mm-hmm. all these, you see all these, uh, retention ponds up here, mm. they're full of bad things and they've all flooded. Ooh.
4: So now all that bad stuff mm-hmm. is
1: everywhere.
0: This big pond in the front is for a cogen. It's not so bad. It's just yeah. a cooling so
1: pond. D- does that mean that like people are going to start posting now, um, when they can't think of something fun to say, they're going to say something like, uh, Midland still doesn't have clean water. Yeah, probably. But uh, also, probably. are you gonna find like oh, a bunch God. of fish in like ten years with massive
3: tits. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, that's right.
1: Uh, this no, this is someone wished on a cursed monkey's paw for to fuck Ariel from Little Mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> or the
2: one woman with uh, three boobs, with yeah. total weak gut recall. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Yeah, yeah it's like the <laughs> fish with
1: three
3: eyes from The Simpsons, but with three yep.
0: boobs. Yeah,
3: uncontrollable it's, it's, boob growth.
4: Yeah. I mean
1: again, this is another one of those things that was inevitable, right? Because we just decided, well, we have all this infrastructure from the sort of New Deal era before or just shortly. Build it by a river. Yeah. Why the fuck would you
3: not build it by a river? No you know, nothing's ever gonna happen.
1: Well, also, again, it's like we decided we have this infrastructure from the sort of 20 years surrounding the New Deal on either end. And we assume that's the end of it. And the rest of all of society's resources can go to, you know, Furbies and, you know, supply chain derivatives and, you know, I don't know, billionaire missions to the moon. Like we're done. We're Mm -hmm. done maintaining dams, which are boring. And now we can make like a drone that bombs you with makeup.
3: (laughs) Well, like the thing is, right. a, A 50 year flood happens once in 50 years. That's mm. what you designed to. Uh there's nothing that's gonna cause it to become more often than that.
0: Oh, yeah. absolutely not. Nothing no. Look, well, I oh, mean yeah. Yeah. and it's incredible because this, this infrastructure was owned and controlled by a Randian <laughs> Superman <laughs> yep. and captain yep. of industry. Uh this is Lee Miller Lee Muller of Las Vegas, Nevada. Was he the... in this case drawn
3: by Ellie Valley? I <laughs> <laughs>
0: And one, one, one fun fact is he refused to do $83,000 worth of repairs to the Sanford Dam, that's the lower one, because he thought it was adjacent property owners' responsibility to pay for the reservoir.
1: Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, I, uh, 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 like, Hillbilly's side yard dispute has now destroyed a gigantic chemical company and washed all of its, like, leavings into a nearby yeah, town.
3: all of its fake boobs no. just, like, floating, yeah. like uh, like, fucking cherry blossom on the water. I filled uh. Gold Sculch with fake boob. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the, the, the fucking like prank that you get in like a a college movie, but
1: like a, a boob house has flooded the town with boobs.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um yeah, it just hey, you know what? Uh, he, this is what objectivism is all about. It's about the triumphal figure of the businessman, um, mm. fucking up and being like a Benny Hill sketch.
4: Mm.
3: <laughs> Pretty cool that he has those like dad glasses though. You don't see those as often these days.
4: Oh, my, yeah. my
0: dad wears those actually. Mm. Huh.
1: Yeah, because well, oh, yeah, he knows. has to. You know, he's got. He's got to. You know, he's got to see what's going on directly underneath him. He's got to be able to have that <laughs> fine sight.
3: Absolutely. Like, our peripheral vision has been, like, greatly damaged by us stopping mm-hmm. wearing dad glasses. So, wait, 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 wait. Like, yeah, everyone ha- wears d-
0: the accepted, it- uh, exceptionally thin advertiser spectacles. Yeah.
1: I look so, good at mm. them. Leave me alone. <laughs> my, <laughs> my question is, has he had to, like, how do you square objectivism with this happening to something that you've been too stupid to maintain? Fake um, news.
3: Fake news. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah. So this no, it is... didn't collapse. No, it didn't it colla-
1: happen. Yet. It collapsed because of welfare queens. Yeah, Antifa
3: um, came and like flooded yeah. the the river.
1: <laughs> the government yeah, stopped me
0: from maintaining yeah. my property because of
1: regulations. <laughs> so le- if if they let me build it with just paint and papier mâché, then maybe I would have had an incentive to keep it maintained. Mm. Yes.
3: Well, like this this guy <laughs> is gonna like die of hydroxychloroquine overdose in like a week anyway. Okay. So who cares? Uh, that's good oh point. yeah, absolutely. This,
1: yeah. Anyway. This, is, this is This is basically a perpetratorless crime because this guy has already <laughs> ingested nine different kinds of poisons <laughs> to piss off Jake Tapper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, that was the goddamn news.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, yes. Today, yes, today we're talking yes. about
1: wine in Austria.
0: Specifically in 1981. on
1: a podcast for so long, and my <laughs> piggish co hosts will not let me talk okay, about it. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll bite. What's wine? <laughs>
4: what is wine?
0: I'm going pre- <laughs> to preface everything I say in this episode. I'm not, a, I'm not a sommelier. I have made wine in my basement.
2: Big, jo- big job, anyway.
0: Yeah. <laughs> sommelier? <laughs> yeah, some. I, is yeah, that how you a, a, say a, it? Some,
1: a sommelier decides which anecdote from the Battle of the Somme the diners are to be told to accentuate their food.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't know anything about wine. Um,
3: so, but None wines, of us do. No, the no, only wine. one who does is Riley. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: I might. I used to work at the
1: liquor store. I know stuff. <laughs> I, I, I've had two gl- bottles of wine uh, this evening.
3: <laughs> no, Lee, I want to hear from Liam instead. Tell us about liquor store wines
2: uh i mean the liquor stores in pennsylvania okay cool so for those of you who don't live in pennsylvania uh we are a control state and what that means in pennsylvania terms is that the state up until a few years ago was the only place you could get wine and liquor uh it's changed now so you can still only get liquor in state stores as well as some other weird kind of esoteric stuff like in pennsylvania Uh, anything apple flavoured, like a cider, cider, anything that's uh, made or fermented from apples, above a certain ABV is classified as wine. So it's up to the state whether it decides to sell it or not, which is a whole other thing.
3: But uh...
1: Are you just hear Riley getting madder and madder (laughs) at the the concept of cider
3: (laughs) being classified as wine? It's different. About,
1: oh, like, by the way, I, I, I forgot I forgot I had a secret weapon that was going to destroy uh, Justin's entire worldview. So long as no one has broken Omerta and told him. No, Alice, you haven't. I Justin. What? Justin,
4: are you there? Yes. Guess what's real? What? The Pennsylvania Secret Service.
3: Really? <laughs> it's literally true. Yeah. Oh, he, God. The, we found this out on the stream last night, <laughs> because Riley went googling, and he found the Pennsylvania Secret Service. <laughs> now granted, it's not the Pennsylvania Secret Service in the sense that I wanted, which is a Secret Service that's like administered by and responsible to the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, right, but the Secret Service's Philadelphia field office calls itself the Pennsylvania yeah. Secret Service, mm-hmm. and as such, they have like a web page and everything mm-hmm. with Pennsylvania Secret Service mm-hmm. on it that is just full of the most Pennsylvania Secret Service crimes mm-hmm. imaginable. <laughs> it's like small scale credit card fraud, right? Like, yeah, yep. I, I yep. tried to pass
0: some counterfeit bills <laughs> off at the Wawa. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yes, I think, no, I think yes. the big bust They're was
0: right
2: like... right there at the federal building. Yeah, like the that, FBI. Yes.
3: Yes.
4: I
2: think
3: it was like two guys who, ha, who like cloned like I don't know a couple of hundred
1: credit card numbers, which is not a large number. <laughs> oh, I'm going to tell you right now. Oh, good. Okay. Um, I'll tell you exactly what happened, then we'll go back to wine. Um, but, uh, but uh, it was yeah, uh, December 20th. Also, if they don't keep their website updated. The last time they updated their website was 2013. <laughs> I mean, that's a highly
3: Pennsylvania Secret Service
4: move. Yeah, that's about 2013 what I would
1: say. conviction. The secret service agents were active. Pennsylvania secret service agents were actively in, uh, involved in an investigation that resulted in the December 2013 conviction by a Harrisburg jury of two men found guilty of stealing uh, approximately 100 credit card numbers from Harrisburg <laughs> banks. The pair was initially spotted in a Target trying to buy gift cards. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Real sick sons of bitches. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So that's the uh, that's the Pennsylvania secret service right there. I'm still so mad that like I, with my Patreon
3: money last month, I tried to buy pay- uh, Pennsylvania Secret Service badges, and I got an email a week later from like uh, PigCopSupply.com or whatever that's like, no, mm, sorry, we, we won't make these because they've got Secret Service on them. No, it's got Pennsylvania Secret Service. It's a different <laughs> thing. But they they literally refunded my money because they hmm. wouldn't print it because they're pussies. too bad. It's real. Anyway, sorry.
1: Uh- Ross I feel like I had to tell you that because someone had to and I wanted it to be me um but the Pennsylvania Secret Service is real anyway I also I'll be at our door
0: in seconds now also,
1: (laughs) also, also I'm like wackadoo about wine and so I've been very excited to do this episode for quite a while um and so you know I'm uh I'm I'm just I'm just here the wine I'm ready expert. to talk about wine. I love Austrian wine. I used to like, my first job when I was like young was in a winery. Um Ooh, fun. Yes, I worked in a winery called Stratus uh which was an estate winery, so it means that they um made wine with grapes grown on the property. Um and they had seven red varietals and five white varietals. And out of those varietals, they did um an assemblage, a red and a white where they'd blend it to taste every year, based on the expression of the vineyard of that year. And it this is was- like
3: scenes from the class struggle, right? Working on work, working <laughs> in the like <laughs> vineyard place and working in in <laughs> the liquor store,
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> um, it was it was really lovely, and uh, I I. Um, and uh, my, my parents actually destroyed the staff discount program because they were like, yeah, staff get 25% off, whatever. But I was like a, a teenager and they just assumed that staff would buy like one or two bottles of wine for themselves. And my dad rolled in and was just like, yes, please. I'd like to buy our house wine for the year. And then they were like, well, we have to give you 25% off of that, but we're going to no That's more a strong staff dad control. move, right? I respect <laughs> that
3: to like min-max your, your kid's staff discount, right? Yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> it's um, very very anyway. German. Um, yeah, yeah, but like the thing is, right? M- most most kids don't get their first jobs at places where dads want to buy stuff. This is like if if your son gets a job at like Old Navy or something, and you like you just roll in and like start stacking pairs of Bermuda shorts on the counter, <laughs> and it's just like yeah, twenty percent, motherfucker.
1: Um, no, yeah. So no, it, and and it it basically it, it it fostered in me um a real like just sort of hopeless adoration of wine. I've loved it ever since, and I find myself uh, sort of helpless before it now. Mm. Um, And so, for a while, I've been looking for different disasters that have involved wineries. um, And uh, this, is, this is the one we settled on, and I'm very excited to talk about it. I mean, this is, okay, so,
3: if we go very much back to basics, wine is made of fermented apples in the state of Pennsylvania.
0: Uh, <laughs> so there's been many kinds of wines. There's white wines, there's red wines, there's rosés, there's sparkling wines. There's orange wines.
3: Orange wines are great. What the fuck is an orange wine? You ferment like
1: oranges? I no, mean, no, no. An orange wine is made when you take white wine grapes. But okay, so red wine is made when you you crush like red wine grapes and you leave them uh. on the skins for a few days. That's yeah, you, the you do the thing, the thing where you, like,
3: you have, like you have like you have like a guy stump on the grapes in like a bucket, right?
1: But then you don't like strain yeah. the skins off. You leave them on for a few days okay. or even longer sometimes. Um, and then that leeches the tannins, which is what makes red wine kind of make you pucker up. Uh, it leaches that into the wine and also gives it its color and so on and so on. You can leach it for, you can leave it on the skins for any a, a different amount of time, depending on like what grape you're making, what kind of wine you're making, what you want, what the climate's like, whatever. Um, orange wine is made when you do that with white grapes. Um, and then you also leave it on the skins because usually with white grapes, the standard white grapes used to take the skins off immediately. You don't mm. let any of that tannin seep in, whereas with orange wine, it's basically white wine made with a red wine method, and it was very unfashionable for quite a long time. But it, it sounds became, it,
3: like this sounds like cheese, where it's like one of those things that was clearly invented by accident. And it's like, oh, hey, deceptive! So. We, th- we put the red grapes <laughs> in the white grape <laughs> thing, and then somebody's like, hey, this tastes pretty
1: good actually. Yeah, that's um, right. I'm, and I'm then they started selling it in Dulston for a lot, huh? <laughs> Anyway, that's orange wine. But what's this? Hey, but if wine's so great, how did it become a disaster? Oh, <laughs> we're we're gonna learn. Yeah, there's like
0: fortified wines. You add extra alcohol, like brandy. There's mead, which is sort of like wine. Then there's stuff that's yeah. not wine, like brandy rice. is
2: brandy is distilled wine. Oh, is it distilled? Yeah, Oh, yeah. It's burned wine,
3: literally. Yeah, I'm a moron. Excuse me. It's where uh, it's where brandy comes from. It's brand vine.
0: Oh. Well, I feel stupid. Anyway. <laughs> there's, there's, there's basically
3: there's look, I'm 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 a spirits girl. There's basically two types of spirit, right? There's the kind of spirit where you just t- like take your staple crop and leave it, and you usually call that something like water of life in your language, which then becomes whiskey or vodka. Or there's the kind where you're already making wine and you distill that, and that's brandy, uh, and it's various mm-hmm. like derivatives. Uh-huh. We should gonna- have had grappa for this. Ah, uh, Jesus! Mm, I'm—I uh, love the taste of gasoline. I'm not drinking, and I feel so mad that I'm not <laughs> drinking for this episode. Bullish! <laughs>
0: I've, I've actually switched to wine
3: for this episode, which is a rare no. occasion for me. What's, what's your wine selection for this? Let's let's have bad. Riley judge your wine choice. Mm, yeah,
0: I, I have a I have a Castillo de Monserrat from Spain, 2018 vintage.
4: Yeah,
1: I, seems I fine. Mean, yeah, I mean, it has got a castle in there, so you know it's good. I don't know. I, yeah, Look, I'm exactly. not. I'm not going to gum on, on this podcast and be like, "Hmm, sounds good," but I don't know. I I imagine it's drinkable. Um, <laughs> it's it's dry <laughs> and it's red. I like that. It was nine dollars. Yes, also good. Mm. So I've I've had two bottles of wine this evening. Um, I have gosh, had gosh. a a a Saint Estef, which is uh from Medoc, and that is usually like a cab franc uh cab stove, like standard bordeaux grapes and that was from 2015 and then uh before dinner that was with dinner uh before dinner i then also had a uh much more sort of lively and younger grenache i, um, I
3: still don't understand wine talk i don't understand the no. adjectives that you use for wine like how yep. the fuck is it lively no yep. i'm not it just said I I, like (laughs) look. I like. There's two kinds of alcohol, right? There's the kind that punches me in the throat when I drink it, and there's the kind that doesn't.
1: Um, Ah, (laughs) Grappa. Yeah. Uh, But Alice, Uh Alice, Alice, Uh that's your mistake. Wine doesn't punch you in the throat. Wine Mm. punches you in the mouth. It's different.
3: But I'm if I'm I'm not like it's no alcohol that I'm consuming is staying in my mouth long enough for me to taste anything, right? So. Well, well, there's there's I recommend a to you Everclear. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you heard I- of a certain Mr. Ray and his nephew? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. There's also,
0: there's things like, there's things that are called wine, which are not. So, like rice wine, not a wine. Barley wine, not a wine. That's a beer. <laughs> uh, wine was invented in Georgia in 6000 BC. Okay. Hmm. How do we make wine? Um, well I guess Riley is the expert here. Uh,
3: but we also kind of went through this already. Um, yeah, you, you take some grapes and you smush the grapes sometimes by just having a guy or a lady just step on them a bunch, which is like I guess you pay a lot for the like foot fetish premium there. Alice, yeah. this or, is
1: not your tumbler.
3: Yeah, shut well, the fuck up. <laughs> or you get a big machine to like crush the thing, and then you separate off the, the grape skins. And Welcome then you, to the hydraulic press channel. <laughs> You you do that to some grapes, you separate off the liquid, and then you like put the liquid in a a box for a while, and then you drink the thing out of the box.
1: That's my understanding. There are a few more dimensions to add to that, which just might be of interest. Um, So, like, there are some. I I got to mention
0: the easiest way.
1: Oh, yes, go for it. Which was
0: demonstrated by Jesus of Nazareth, (laughs) which is you just declare (laughs) some water to be wine, and it is, right? Man, yeah. yeah, that guy. That right. guy.
1: Mm. Man, that that guy. Yeah. He sure he sure was one of three prophets, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, one of one
3: of at least one, but you know, no more than three prophets. <laughs> unless you're the, unless
0: you're that guy in Burlington, Vermont, who said it was grape juice, which that is bullshit. That guy was full of shit. That guy was
2: full of shit. Wait, What, dude?
0: What's up, Liam? And I went to Burlington, Vermont, and um, we we were in we were at it, on the main street, and there was a test your Bible knowledge booth. So you're like, Wait, "Oh was shit!" That like yeah, one of these
1: test your strength hammer
3: things that are available Yeah, you hit it with the yeah. hammer of faith, and it goes out. Smarmy Protestants. Yeah, that's the
0: Crusades, right? So yeah, smarmy Protestants who say the wedding at Cana, Jesus made grape juice and not wine. No, it was, was that, wine. It was, it was wine. fucking wine. Shut the fuck
3: up. It <laughs> was Why do they say that? Like, aren't aren't Protestants like sola scriptura? Why wouldn't they like? It says wine
0: yeah they found a way yeah, to but, contort themselves into making it sound like uh they're supporting pro uh their 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 prohibition oh, like
3: temperance like, jesus I yeah see. it's
0: temperance Jesus right it's sola yeah sola scriptura, unless it doesn't unless it's not convenient
1: yeah <laughs> yeah sola scriptura mostly mostly <laughs> scriptura <laughs> um, no but so there are several different things that you can like. There are more factors that you can add to the winemaking process. So, mm. if you it depends how widely you want to stretch it, it could go all the way from like climate to storage. So, like for example, um, if you just want to look at the process though, from after it gets picked to once it gets bottled and leave it there. Yeah, because before that, that
3: is farming, which we don't care about. Yeah, there yeah.
1: are lots of different choices you can make. For example, um, once you what there's the the crushing method, you can say, okay, well, which pressing of the grapes are we taking the juice from? So is the first pressing, second pressing, third pressing, depending on where you are, there can be more. Um, you can say how long are we leaving the, gra- the, the skins on the grapes. You can also say how are we actually moving the grape juice from each stage and in what kind of vessel is it being aged? So like, for example, if you, um, if you pump the grape juice from stage to stage, then that can cause, that can like bruise the fruit, that can cause problems in the... Um, how, in,
3: how, do, how do you bruise? It's liquid.
0: About, we're talking about must, right? Where yeah. there's still like grape skins and stuff on there, so depending on how you move it, you might cause, you might damage the mm-hmm. grape skins more and oh, release the wrong kind of tannins. So there,
1: there's that, but then there's a second thing where even once the grape skins are off... You still want to avoid pump like some people, some winemakers want to avoid pumping it because they want to keep it exposed to a consistent amount of oxygen and don't want to put it in that anaerobic environment for a while. Like you can get really, really down into details with the obsessiveness through which the environment that yeah. the grape juice that's, is aging in will be controlled. That's and kind that of should, my question. Like, and and this What I'm saying is mm. that should set us up for the, for the engineering disaster we're going to talk about, is that this level of detail, this level of control, is relatively common in fine winemaking.
3: And that, but, that's also my question as a result of that, is how much of this is made up, right? Like I know a large amount of wine tasting is just psychological. How much of the manufacture and the consistency of fine I, wines is just like a guy reckons? I think I we think should all much, get
0: on the same page here just to know the basic process, which is you pick the grapes, you press them, you get the must, which is over here, and then you add yeast and she ferments, and then you get wine at the other end, right?
3: Hmm. you you follow those steps you can make toilet wine Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, yes
1: but what i mean is i i uh, not a lot of this stuff not a lot of this stuff is made up like there are some things that are absolutely made up like i'm firmly of the belief that like terroir is a completely fictional concept like that there is some ineffable quality of the soil of bordeaux that makes bordeaux unique it's like no it's it's about it's about climate elevation and drainage Like, that just gives you a certain kind of grape. There's no magical element of the soil that makes that happen. Um, Just like, but, like, the way that you treat the grape juice, like, if you store it, like, in certain temperatures and so on, yeah, that absolutely does have an effect on the final product. Like, these things are for nothing.
3: So so winemakers and wine drinkers are a superstitious (laughs) bunch, but, like, there is still a difference. Yes.
0: Yes. Because, like, there's a whole bunch of stuff that definitely makes on a chemical level a difference, you know, which is what temperature it is, you know, type of yeast you use, maybe, how you ferment it, you might do secondary fermentation in a bottle, you might age it, you might carbonate it, and certainly your growing conditions, climate and weather affects it a whole bunch, right? And that's, of course, why we have vintages, right? Because different years had different weather, and that's why you can say, you you know, you can sit there with your wine glass and swirl it around and say, hmm... Very good year,
3: you know. <laughs> that is half the fun, right? Like, yes.
0: Pretend-
4: <laughs> I
3: feel like half the fun of wine is pretending to know stuff about wine. I, and
1: maybe yeah, that's me being a Philistine. Yeah, the then you get invited on a podcast. It's great. <laughs> yeah, exactly,
4: right?
0: <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, your geography is important, which is why we need to talk in particular about Austria in the 1980s. Austria's Ew. down here. Not, not loving that
3: eagle, gotta say. Oh, you
1: don't uh, like the eagle.
3: Oh.
1: No, oh, they well, really kind of stuck to that, they were huh? Not a
3: country
4: who oh, yeah. learned their
1: lesson, huh? <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they did. They there did. Were eagles so before any other animals, Austria. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: well,
4: this is actually
1: German.
3: Um, oh, yeah, it's from Hesse, huh? Because yeah. I, I just see that there. Yeah. Man, okay. Germany, not very happy with that eagle no. either. Why do people <laughs> keep right. using the eagle?
4: Uh,
0: yeah. So. In in the 1980s, right, Austria was not the biggest wine growing region, but they had wine. This is back when you know the Iron Curtain was still there. So you know we got um we we got the good guys over here, the Soviet Union, and then <laughs> That's right. everyone else, right? So we had East I, Germany
3: and West Germany. Um, yeah, I I like that you have um you have Albania in a different color just to demonstrate the weirdness. Like yeah. uh the the barber pole color is for bunkers. Yes. <laughs> yeah, every,
1: every, everywhere there's a red stripe, Hoxha has put a bunker. <laughs> Those are all of
3: the defense lines of Albania, they're just arranged <laughs> diagonally.
0: So There was a big market for Austrian wines that were exported to West Germany, right? Because it was a little bit cheaper to get Austrian wine, um, and they were sold, like, this wine was sold in bulk, and then it was bottled in West Germany, usually.
3: Ah, so it's like it's mm. like the wine that you're drinking. It's like the like nine dollar wine.
1: Yes, yes, yeah. Um, and, so and almost to do to do like a little spoiler alert, which is that's kind of like Austrian wine right now. It's like it's good. Like Austrian wine is like generally very nice. Um, so there has been a transformation. I wonder if mm. any kind of disaster precipitated it. <laughs> <laughs> well, like my my
3: yeah. question is right, like because of this idea of terroir, which like even like Riley, we believe is a myth, right? Like there's there's something ineffable about Bordeaux that makes Bordeaux wine different, right? There's still like a place called Bordeaux that you can't move. There's still a like an an origin that's like defined. Germany has some of those. I don't know if Austria does. Yeah. Like, I know Germany has some like mm-hmm. prestige wines, like in the Rhineland. Yeah, Austria
1: does. Austria oh, has does? Like, Austria, yeah, Austria has like Styria. Um, Austria. Austria's got a few actually. Like, huh. none of them are as famous um, as as like Bordeaux or Burgundy or whatever. But like, you'll still you'll still see Austrian wines. Like, you know, pop their pop pop their region on, and you like. There are some regions that are kind of um that are are, are kind of like um uh, uh, distinctive versus mm-hmm.
3: others right but we're mostly when we're, we're not really talking about those are we- okay like
1: it's it, it's yeah. almost like yeah unless you're like a massive wine cup person it's slightly pedantic to talk about uh, different regions, but I'm sure there are going to be a few people like who are going to comment on YouTube who are going to be like, ah, fuck you. i have fucking Pachau. It's a great region. Fuck off. And it's like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's just if you ask someone on the street, what's Bordeaux? They're more likely to identify it as a wine region than any of Austria's wine regions.
3: Yeah, well, mostly because the place yeah. names in Austria are just crimes against humanity. It's like, yeah, I, I, I love to drink a wine from <laughs>
4: Oh, Spar- <laughs> <laughs> Spar- <laughs> okay, so, in 1971,
0: the West Germans passed a wine law, right? Which defined certain wines by region and quality, right? You
3: know, so they yeah, they just <laughs> you, how wine is <laughs> you just get a letter through from Bonn that's just like, yeah the uh, the the federal the federal government has like assessed your wine to be shit here. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. you uh, are well, bad that's, at
2: your job. That's what happens uh, yeah. when the
0: French are administrating your region. The
2: farm, will, the farm will be liquidated, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> the French came in and got all snooty about wine. Oh really? So, the French yeah. did that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: It's West so Germany. to compete, the West Germans had to be like, yeah, we're gonna systematize our wines? No, like, there was a part of West Germany administrated by France. Oh yeah, I forgot yeah. about yeah. that. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yes.
0: yes. So the French imposed their wine regulations. Anyway, so, they, uh, it was divided into uh, Qualitat's wine, which is regular <laughs> regular old wine from certain regions, and then there's pradikats wine. That's superior quality wine, again, from certain regions, certain varieties of grapes, certain production methods required, right? Uh, okay. and, and your Prada Cat's Vine included a prohibition on artificially sweetening wine. That's like you add sugar at the
3: end, or something like that. Yeah. You're not supposed to do
1: that for like a good wine, right, Riley? Yeah. Well, yeah, n- n- No. <laughs> I mean, no. No, you're not. You're not supposed to do that for a good wine at all.
3: You're, you're supposed to, like, you're supposed to, like, get into this really granular thing of fucking around with must and stuff, and like, oh, uh, yeah. I can't pump it, because what if it's supposed to oxygen and it bruises a liquid, a thing that can definitely happen, uh, instead uh, of, like, getting the thing out at the end and then doing some food science to it, and being you like, you hmm, need sweetness I why respect to Riley
2: here, but why, Dudes the fucking worst people on the planet. <laughs> I don't
3: know. Why did they
1: come on this show?
3: Why did, why did you come on Beer Drinkers Ooh. Anonymous?
1: <laughs> well no why did i like why did i bring my wine tasting kit to the cool frat house <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, we're just, this is like an hour of us shoving you into a locker <laughs>
1: um yeah yeah no so it, uh, the thing is like again like not all it, it's not like universal that like wine can't have stuff added to it it's just that when it has stuff added to it it becomes something other than wine it becomes something like say port you know hmm, right. um and yeah i'm i try i try not to be like one of these assholes who's you know like a a fucking like a wurf a wine exclusionary radical Ooh. feminist <laughs> i try Ooh. not to be a wurf i try not to be one of these people who just get sucked in by branding which is basically what walter benjamin's article about essay about um uh, the work of art in the, the 21st and the modernity you know what i'm talking about uh the the work of not. art in an age of mechanical reproduction um but like there is something special about wine in particular and about having it not fucked with there is something nice about like just tasting the thing and not you know having um not having someone be like well time to put in a bunch of sugar because um if that was <laughs> drink the case bourbon, like. drink, drink yeah, bourbon,
4: yeah. I, like. yeah. <laughs> I only
3: drink chianti um. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like, I, I get what you mean. You're paying for like <laughs> yeah. that. You're paying for authenticity, which is a rare quality under capitalism, right? Yes. So
1: yeah, exactly.
0: Sometimes uh, various wines were illegally blended, right? In contradiction of the German wine law. Including blending Austrian wine with German wine, which is going to be relevant in a second. Damn,
3: I hate when I get busted oh, by- wow, the Anschluss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hate when I get busted by the German wine cops. I some see. very fancy men kick my which door the down. Stasi- <laughs> Germans, <laughs> the
0: Germans have a good reason to prevent intermingling with the Austrians again. <laughs>
1: did, you, did you know that this is actually not the first German alcohol, um... Uh, production law that was created.
3: No, because of course they had a uh, the the Yeah, the Reinheitsgebot. Um, just yeah. that should just be a rule that exists everywhere. Three ingredients, baby. Yeah, you can't, all, I mean, all people get, like, we talk about wine nerds, beer nerds are almost as bad sometimes, but basically all the Reinheitsgeburt means is, don't piss in the fucking beer, you goddamn animals, Bird and like, shit. apparently yeah, ruined everything. apparently that's too much for some people to follow. No pastry stouts? Flash a Belgian flag up on the screen for me at this point, please. <laughs> no
0: more Berliner vices. Yeah, Belgian beers can fuck right off. Um,
3: <laughs> Oh, we're made by monks. Fuck off. Fuck out. Yeah, you. yeah. You, 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 you put
0: the beer in a big vat and you let it drain into gutters on the outside of the building, so it can start fermenting from the birds that shat in it. Yeah, <laughs> but I love Belgian <laughs> beers. They're it's great. great.
3: <laughs> Look, like the only pe- the only people who aren't Germans who did something interesting with beer were Czechs, and that's just because the Germans like left them all of the beer infrastructure in Pilsen, which became Pilsen, which became Pilsner and thus you know eventually you get to like the good Budweiser and then indirectly to the American Budweiser. and
0: yeah, yes. So um, and of course, Pils is where we get the word piss. Which is a <laughs> similar tasting. That's not true. Is no, it? that's not true. That's not true. Okay. It's just it's just that you know the the American the American adjunct lager was derived from the pilsner. Um, slowly, yeah, but surely they reduced the quality to something which was acceptable <laughs> for Americans. <laughs>
3: <laughs> just adding more water every more time. More water, more rice. More okay, rice so then
2: our uh, Beechwood. Chips, at ages on, that we chemically treat, that it doesn't actually make the beer taste any better.
3: Yes. King of beers,
2: baby.
0: So, Austrian winemakers in this era, they had contracts with West German grocery stores, right? For Austrian wines that were equivalent to, you know, certain grades of predicates vine in certain quantities, right? So they had to meet certain standards,
3: it had to be produced in certain quantities. Now, you get like a grocery, like a nice grocery store wine. Yes. Like, say you're going to like a party or something and you want to bring a bottle of wine, but you don't want to look cheap. You just like, you can point to the thing and say, say look, it's a, it's a, it's a Predicats vine. Right. Yeah. right. It's like, mm. it's, it might be from Aldi, but like, I'm, I'm not a total piece of shit. <laughs> it's from Aldi.
0: So, in the 1980s, the Austrian wine industry had a succession of very bad vintages, right? They had bad harvests where they didn't get a lot of grapes, or the grapes didn't re- reach the required levels of ripeness. So, and wine quantity was, uh, the wine quality was affected, right? It wasn't as full bodied, it was more acidic. It's not as good as it could be, right? You're
3: just looking at a field right. full of raisins, and you're just like, "Ah, fuck!" Been ah, shit. Oh shit!
1: Oh, damn
3: it! I planted
1: plums again. Fuck. <laughs> just, yeah, just I love being an Austrian,
3: <laughs> an Austrian winemaker, and also being the dumbest piece of shit <laughs> yeah. imaginable, and just being like, "Oh man, apple trees again!" <laughs> you re- you remember-
2: branding. apple brandy, Calvados,
3: baby. <laughs> you
1: yeah. remember remember to plant grape seed, right? It's like. Yeah, I planted rapeseed. We'll have all the oil for next year.
3: I, I love to drink I love to uncork a big bottle of canola. It's a giant <laughs> it's a just a
0: field of watermelon.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> all right.
0: So a lot of these, especially the bigger producers, they had all these contracts they needed to fill and they had this uh sub subpar wine, right? They're like, mm. okay, let's see if we can fix this wine somehow, right? Oh, oh god! Because you can't yeah. disappoint Big Aldi. Big Aldi yeah. soon. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, we're back to organic chemistry. No, nope. yeah.
2: I retire. I retire. <laughs> Bye, everybody.
0: All right, so this is a chemical called. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, this is
0: an Austrian place yeah.
4: name. Yeah, <laughs>
3: it's, it's, it's the village above Oberammergau, Dorf, and Doofen. <laughs> oh,
0: this is diethylene glycol, right? So okay, here we go. Um oh Christ. Okay. So this is so this is an O. This is an O here or O A or this is OH, this is H O. Different. Me. Yeah, yeah. Right. So then normal organic chemistry. There's C's with two hydrogens bonded. There's an O in the middle. And same thing on the other side. That's why it's diethylene. Oh. As opposed to ethylene glycol, which is where this guy over here oh. would be right there.
3: Eth- ethylene then, ethylene glycol is what you have in a vape, right? Like e- like a bad quality vape. Um, uh, if it's one that kills you,
0: sure. Um, I mean, ethylene glycol is much more toxic than diethylene glycol. <laughs> if there's well, that's not if so good. polyethylene glycol, is fine for you. That's when you. That's when you add a whole bunch of these together, and then it's fine.
3: Well, now I got to check the package my vape came in. Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, well,
0: they I mean just don't uh, don't. Uh, the other thing is it's only toxic in
1: fairly large quali- quantities. I don't know. Uh, hmm. That's 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 the confidence you want to hear from your poison control guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, I'm pretty sure you need you know a little more of that before you're in trouble. Anyway, uh. Call us when you have a real problem.
3: <laughs> I, lo- I love, it. I love so. the the implication that the poison control guy is just like gonna call your pussy on the phone.
4: <laughs> yeah, of course.
1: <laughs> but with with budget cuts now, we've had to implement a tough love policy in poison control. <laughs> <laughs> hey, read the pack. Read read the back of the package for me. Does it say I'm a pussy who can't help myself? <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> Well, I don't know why you're calling me then, because this sounds like a YP. Later.
3: Pennsylvania poison control. We've invented a new state institution again. Uh, So what you
2: want to do, right? So what you want to do is you want to go down to the sheets and get (laughs) any old tin of dip you you please. Which, (laughs) by the way, you can actually rub tobacco on wasp stings and it will help. I promise
1: you. Oh, sorry. Did this go from a joke about Pennsylvania poison control into actual Pennsylvania poison control? Yeah, Yeah.
2: that's actually true. Yeah, Yeah, you're going to learn something from this. We're going to learn
1: you. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, other than
2: that, it's just me. With some shitty Logitech headset from the '90s, (laughs) think you go from
3: Megatronics.
2: Yeah. 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 Yes. Uh, uh, Well, have you considered rubbing tobacco
1: on it? Yeah. Shit. Uh, 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 (laughs) Yes,
4: yes, I have.
2: (laughs) Well, I can't help you. Next caller.
1: Yeah, I, I, I can't really do a Pennsylvania accent, but it's like because every time I try to do it, it sounds like a surfer. But I really do enjoy that idea. You should you should just just do the the accent that that Jersey Eagle that the internet has just cancelled does. I refuse to watch that because uh, no, if she I. Do, do. She talks
3: about the internet.
1: The internet. Uh, if, no, I did, if I watch no, that, then no.
3: Uh, you know,
1: if I watch that, then the oh the internet's no, going to be turned off. Turn <laughs> off. <mic. laughs> no, I went my my body's my, down with my buddies down the shore. It's, it's my recording session, baby. <laughs> That's fine.
2: I'll just drop off. I'll give a fuck. I will take this podcast out with me. <laughs> All right.
1: So
0: ethylene diethylene glycol, sometimes used in antifreeze. More commonly, regular ethylene glycol is used in antifreeze. They have some of the same properties. They reduce the freezing point a whole lot of water. Um now this is this is like all the other things um that are dangerous, it has the same properties, which is it tastes sweet, right? So Mm. kids will eat it right? That's why kids like antifreeze and
3: lead paint, because they taste
4: sweet. <laughs>
3: right? why, did, why did we have a whole field of chemistry just designed to like murder children as efficiently as possible? Fuck
1: them kids. Yeah. <laughs> who, who put Willy Wonka in charge of all this? Because
3: these chemicals
1: work really good. <laughs> <laughs> At killing kids. Why,
0: why did we use lead paint? Because it was good, it adhered for a long time. It's like leaded gasoline, it stops
1: engine knocking. Yeah. And it created a generation of culture war super soldiers accidentally. Yes. So,
0: but it's also a viscous liquid, right? You know, so it's, um, which is relevant in a second. But one of the things about diethylene glycol is it's very toxic. Not as toxic as regular ethylene glycol, but, um, it upsets your body's natural pH, right? Let's see, no, that's acidity, no right? So that makes you go into something called metabolic acidosis, right?
2: So this is basically a turbocharged vaginal douche, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sure, why not? Yeah. Yeah. Do,
3: do not use Austrian wine vaginally. I was going to say, wait, I'm pretty, wow. sure,
1: I'm pretty sure that guy Run, from Pennsylvania shug, Poison shug, Control shug, said shug. that to me after I said I drank some Windex.
3: <laughs> Just like putting a big "for external use only" sign on yeah. all of the wine bottles in the Aldi. <laughs> oh.
0: So uh, this can do a whole bunch of stuff to your system, but notably, it can cause acute kidney failure. Um. Which you know could put you on a dialysis machine for the rest of your life. Um, yeah, or and, just
3: make the rest of your life like real
4: short.
0: Oh yeah, that's the other thing. It can also fuck up your brain. Can cause paralysis, quadriplegia. Can also cause death. Um, now, if they catch it early enough, there's some drugs that can be administered <laughs> to prevent this chemical from being metabolized. And thereby, yeah, just chew
3: on uh-huh. chew on this big stick of activated uh-huh. carbon.
0: Oh no, no, it's more fun than that. Um, so there's one drug which is very expensive, right? Called uh, fomiz, Fomapizoli. Yeah, <laughs> yeah invented by
1: Italian <laughs> scientists. Yeah. Yes, so, and yeah, it's it's, most, it's mostly just baked into a pasta. <laughs> <laughs>
4: hey, fomopizole. <Yeah>, that's
0: <laughs> <laughs> an ADH inhibitor. It's a $3,000 per treatment drug, though. Very expensive. But oh, there's another treatment for this, which can okay. be very expensive, or it can be very cheap, depending on how you want to do it.
1: Oh because no, the other is this going to be something... Is, is this going to be something upsetting? Uh, piss, so piss, piss, The, piss. Other, the <laughs> other way,
0: you can prevent this chemical no, the from being...
1: segment was at the front of the episode, Al. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The other the other way you can prevent this chemical from being metabolized is through this chemical called ethanol.
3: Ooh, boy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> just drink more wine. Yeah, the mm. doctors will just say you need to get drunk for 2 days.
1: You need <laughs> to be it's drunk the, for are 2 days. Are, are we saying the only way out is through? That's,
2: that is how I got <laughs> off heroin actually,
1: so.
3: <laughs> this is you have a doctor prescribed sesh.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Don't mm. say sesh. Don't say sesh <laughs> you, you lost say sesh. War. <laughs> you <laughs> lost the war. You can't say it. Sorry. It's a,
1: it's, it's, this is this is British culture is calling different things a sesh. I'm sorry, sure. Yeah. Well no. Yeah. no, no. Um <laughs>
3: <laughs> Okay, mm-hmm. so you just you just literally, yeah. My my doctor gave me orders to like just dr- drink as much as possible yeah, for I the next week.
1: You- yeah, he said if I got tired to text this number with my postcode.
3: Do you think I can bribe a doctor to diagnose me with uh, ethylene glycol poisoning? Oh, worth a shot, baby. <laughs> well, it's it's not exactly difficult
0: to get your hands on ethylene glycol. You could just uh, you just buy some and oh, drink it. Oh no, and...
3: I drank too much. <laughs> 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 Viewers at home, do not
1: drink antifreeze. Don't yeah, drink yeah, antifreeze. Don't do, do not do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it. The, the, it anyone who has just woken up in a coma, who went into that coma in 1929 <laughs> in America, prohibition is over. You could just buy alcohol. You don't need to do this convoluted yeah, scheme. Right, you don't have Did to
3: you? do the thing that like Russian <laughs> drunks do, where you drink the hand wash or whatever. Don't, it don't do it whiskey. That, yeah. Medicinal whiskey. Medicinal a real medicinal
0: thing, whiskey yeah. mm. So, for whatever reason, this chemical diethylene glycol has a very long history. Of winding up in food and medications, right? Usually, as a it substitute great. for something, yeah, it tastes great, <laughs> less filling. Um, it, it, did it
2: kill a bunch of people in the United States in the thirties?
0: Uh, late twenties, yeah, it,
2: it, it, an antibiotic elixir, I think.
0: Yeah, because it was used as a substitute for glycerin, which is a little bit more expensive to produce. Uh-huh. Um, it's either glycerin or polyethylene glycol. Polyethylene glycol, again, being the
3: non-toxic version of this. Uh, so and they just figured, well, it's, it's mostly the same name; it'll do.
0: Yeah, this is like before yeah. we had like you know toxology and and stuff like that, or we had it, but it wasn't required to be done. Yeah, we only you know? had the
3: Pennsylvania Poison Control.
1: Yeah I, yeah, I I just I also I do love Walk right, it that off. like in, <laughs> in 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 a regulated private market, the best way to deal with like oh oh goodness, it turns out that my my product kills everyone who eats it. Uh, I I know how to solve this problem, and the answer is just like a grease pencil, where you change the name of the thing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> they were they were on some Tumblr Wiccan shit. You change the name of the thing, and like its its
1: character is thusly altered, right? Yeah, it's it's, a, it's, it's basically like branding homeopathy. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Anyway, so so what happened with this fun little chemical? And it tastes amazing, apparently. like What I, happened with this amazing tasting chemical that no one who listens to this should have, but we've all had little bits of, just so we can see? And it's amazing. <laughs> it tastes better than anything you've ever had. But you can't have any. It's too dangerous. <laughs>
3: we all did. You're not
1: yeah. cool enough to
3: consume any diethylene glyco, but we have. <laughs> yeah. So an
0: enterprising chemist... Uh, Otto Nadrarski, right?
3: oh,
0: realized <clears throat> that you could add small quantities of diethylene glycol to large quantities of wine, and that would sweeten it and improve the body of the wine, right? Because it tastes Man. great. Yeah. Tastes has great. Br- Less filling. Has-
1: has has any good sentence ever started with an enterprising chemist realized <laughs> i'm thinking
3: about that one that one chemist who invented chlorofluorocarbons and uh, also what was it leaded gasoline and also a machine of his own design that killed him
4: <laughs>
3: look it it was jesus <laughs> christ
0: that if that's not America, I don't know what it is.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, seriously, th- that was a real guy. His his whole career was he 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 started working as an industrial chemist at like I think Dow or somewhere. And his first his first invention, Thomas Midgley Jr., right? He invented leaded petrol, and then he invented chlorofluorocarbons, and then he, like, broke a bunch of his limbs, and while he was in traction, he invented a traction machine that then strangled him to death. He also invented Freon. What the fuck. Look, I want
0: engines that don't knock, and I want air conditioners that work.
1: Yes. There. Yeah, and, 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 and all you and all you socialists are out here posting on his invention, pretty
4: ironic in my opinion.
3: <laughs> Environmental historian J.R. McNeil opined that Midgley had more impact on the atmosphere than any organism in Earth's history. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's rough.
0: <laughs> all right, so a couple of big Austrian wine uh, makers decided, all right, let's do this stupid thing. Let's hmm. fix our wine with diethylene <laughs> glycol, and they they did this on a mass scale to rescue the bad wine from early 1980 vintage
3: vintages, uh, particularly 1982. Um,
0: so, they couldn't have
3: been the ones like they couldn't have been the first ones to have this idea, right? This had to have come from somewhere, surely.
0: I well. People have been sticking diethylene glycol and stuff for years and years and they continue to do it to this day because mm. they're morons
3: and assholes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because they yeah, because they want to give people the forbidden taste sensation. Yes.
1: Do you think actually like just because of just perverse um curatorial mindset? that early 1980s austrian wines have taken on a special value if you can find them oh they must they, they've got to be rare now right
3: like oh yeah you got you got to find one that won't kill you <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean maybe maybe people will pay more for like the opportunity to be killed that way like people uh, people get mm-hmm. like fugu like a uh, pufferfish sushi and they pay oh, like God, through yeah. the ass for that so but most of these wines were dosed in
0: such a way that, you know, they 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 would have far less than a lethal dose of ethylene glycol in them, right?
1: Yeah, most wines weren't lethal, that's what you want to be hearing out of your, <laughs> uh, out of your grocery store.
3: 99... 99.9% of wines guaranteed not to give you, like, permanent brain damage or kidney failure. Roll the dice, baby, let's go!
0: There was at least one that was tested. That they found it had enough ethylene glycol, diethylene glycol in it that if you drank the whole bottle, it would kill you. Um, but you know,
3: <laughs> who, would, who would ever drink a, a whole shit. bottle of they wine by, by uh, themselves?
0: Yeah, who would do that? Yeah.
4: <laughs> so
0: now the thing is, this probably would have gone completely unnoticed, except that prior to this uh, incident, West Germany had just been hit with, uh, Couple batches of illegally sweetened wine from Italy, right?
4: Uh,
3: Put the sugar into the wine.
0: Yeah, and and well, you know, at least the Italians just—it's not even close to an Italian accent. I I don't.
3: I've I've been fasting. Okay, shut the fuck up.
0: (laughs) And and this was sweetened with you know sugar as opposed to uh, nasty chemicals, right? But it was done in an illegal
3: fashion. I'm I'm gonna be like a keto guy and be like, ah, another deadly chemical.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh uh. my god! Yeah, that's right. Uh, Honestly, uh, like I, I I I love the backwards reasoning of keto guys would just be to look at the Austrian wine tasting scandal and just be like see carbs are bad. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, is diethylene glycol
0: a carb? Uh, it is now. Um, that's right. You know what? Carbs are good. I love me some bread and some beer, and I also weigh mm. seven hundred pounds. <laughs> So,
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like I I feel like the animating force behind all all three of us regular hosts on this <laughs> is the Ben Franklin quote about beer being proof that God loves us and wants I us to be, to be happy. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so oh, wait until the beer bonus episode. That's gonna be a dumb that's gonna be a dumb episode.
3: Oh, I'm so looking for I um, yeah. wait wait until after Ramadan so I can get drunk during that and yeah, we'll have yes. the time. All right. So um so, anyway, because they
0: had been hit with illegally sweetened wine from Italy, they had ramped up their quality control programs. So, you know, previous testing would not have picked up diethylene glycol in the wine. But on June 27th, 1985, West German authorities tested a
3: 1983 oh, Rooster Ausliese. Uh, <laughs> <Auslize. laughs> It's 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 a it's a rooster It's an Auslaser, like a a, 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 like vintage from roost. Okay. I mean, I I I I was biting my tongue when you when you went through like you went through Mm qualitetswein and plandiketswein, and I'm like, there's Mm -hmm. umlauts.
4: I <laughs> don't. The they are just there to the let you know. War, war. Look, the Austrians
3: <laughs> have been engaged in like a sixty-year project to convince themselves and everybody else that they were the first victim of German fascism. Okay, so like they they certainly don't think that they lost. But the I believe the word is collaborators, but yeah, no, yeah. Why not? no, worse than collaborators in places, just straight up perpetrators. But like, yeah. In historical narratives,
0: there's like a selection of like 40 people in Vienna who weren't directly responsible, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, anyway, so they tested this from a supermarket in Stuttgart and they discovered oh, shit, there's diethylene glycol in here. That's bad. Mm. Um, so
3: but it tastes great though. Yeah, it, it just tastes, tastes like, fucking great. Yeah. Two third, yeah, two-thirds <laughs> into drinking the bottle of wine which has nothing in it. They put the because they, you know, they assume they put the swab in. There's like, ah shit. I knew this tasted too good. <laughs> forbidden wine. All right. So they start testing
0: more and more Austrian <laughs> wines, and then uh, more and more are found to contain this diethylene glycol. Mass hysteria ensues, right? Um so there was one wine. This is a long word. Oh boy! It's a
3: it's a beerausleiter.
0: Yes, it's that. Ooh. Um, from a winery called Hans Sotner of Golfs,
3: and this once w- again fake ass names in Austria. Yeah, Not a that, real place. Goals. What the fuck is a Golfs? Not a place.
0: That won a gold medal at a wine fair at. I have no idea how to pronounce this word.
3: Ljubljana. Ljubljana.
0: It's in what is it It was in Yugoslavia at the time. Yeah, it is in fact the capital of Slovenia, so I'm giving myself a prize here. old. You know what else got the prize was that wine, even though it was full of diethylene glycol
3: that's probably why. It's yes. like, yeah, give it, the, give it the gold medal, this shit is the best thing I've it's ever
4: drunk
1: wine. in my life. <laughs> the best wine, cause the, the glycol. Anyway, I'm very drowsy right now, <laughs> I'm even to sleep, but I'm sure I'll wake up at some point. <laughs> mm,
3: tastes, tastes like delicious neurological damage.
0: <laughs> Alright, so the West German authorities advise against consuming any Austrian wine
3: on July 9th, um, 1985. Yeah, and um, that's like a big deal, right? Like, that's oh, yeah. a diplomatic incident to have a a whole country that's oh. in Europe just be like, yeah, don't don't drink this don't, shit. Don't drink this you'll, shit. You get poisoned. You it, get poisoned. Yeah,
0: a uh, bunch of other countries follow suit. Switzerland and France start recalling bottles. France, Fra- <laughs> France, France, uh, France. Shut up! <laughs> yeah. So uh, I have to defend the people, according to Wikipedia. Oh boy. Although I couldn't actually figure out where this was <laughs> mentioned in their source. But I'm gonna say it anyway, because it's funny. Japan and China uh, banned Austrian wine, but accidentally also banned Australian wine? <laughs>
2: that sounds kinda... I want it to be true, but that feels kinda racist. Nah, no, yeah. it, yeah. it
0: was... They linked to a Der Spiegel article, which I ran through Google Translate, because of course I don't speak, uh, uh German. Once
3: again, um, could have podcast. sent it to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. I mean, I'm, I, it's probably not true, but it is very funny, and also banning Australian wine is worth it, because it's dog shit anyway. Well,
1: okay, no, oh. shut the fuck up. That's
3: not correct. It is correct. Every Australian wine is called something like uh, it's Cobbers Landing, and it tastes like a boot. <laughs> <laughs> it's just
1: wrong. It's not.
3: It's true. true. It's true. It is true. It's like I, I, I love. To, I love to like eat, fucking drink like uh, like uh it's, it's unwashed barefoot creek. <laughs>
4: <laughs> look
1: okay.
3: Look Austria.
4: Austria. Now 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 yellow. Now this is my
3: no, there Australian I went to, I went Cockney there, I, once again because I have fasting madness. But it's the <laughs> oldest vintage we have, a whole nineteen eighty eight. Yeah, we call it Shiraz Zirah seemingly for no fucking reason. Are <laughs> you?
4: Oh, no there, around, okay.
1: oh my goodness! I can't, I can't believe that I'm, I'm the straight man as the guest. But there are lots of really good Australian <laughs> between wine. between five. this and Burkheim,
3: You five. should be used go. to being the unexpected there straight man. Can't do it you know, exactly.
1: Uh, shut up! Oh
3: <laughs> goddamn it! Goddamn <laughs> <laughs> it! So yeah,
0: as a result of this, Austrian wine exports fall to a tenth of their previous
3: levels. Right. Yeah. One guy is just thinking, yeah, I'm getting a fucking steal on this Austrian wine. <laughs> yeah.
0: I found the only one that doesn't have the diethylene glycol in it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so an investigation ensues. By the way, this is not a tainted wine right here. This is just a picture of an Austrian wine that I found. You can see the the
3: the vintage here is two thousand five. Kind of like, why would you put your wife's name on the wine also? Like, Martin and Sid. It feels a little bit like, I don't know, polycule to me. Well, she's the one who stamps on the grapes with her bare feet.
1: Oh, okay. And then uploads the video to OnlyFans. Big big ol' bare feet with all 10 of her toes just stamping on the grapes. Thank you, Riley. Thank you, Riley.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So. This was eventually traced back to Otto Nadraski as well as a few other chemists and winemakers, right? I, mean, um, I kind
3: of want to know how, and like, we didn't really find any good information on this. Like, I want to know the wine true detective thing. It was difficult to
0: research this one, there's not that much information out about it. Mm, um, and it's what kind of there like is, wine is all in
4: yeah.
3: yeah, and I, I, of course, do not speak German. Um, once again, literally could have asked me, and I would have, like, read stuff and been like, yeah, I understand like a third of this. Uh, Hope that helps. Alright. <laughs>
0: well, you know, next time we do a German thing, I will I will, I will, will contact you and say, can you read this German?
3: Yeah, and I'll be like, not really.
0: Ich spreche Deutsch.
3: Deutsche Sprache, schwierige Sprache.
0: Unser Wagen ist kaputt.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Ach nein, mein Wein has that tasty
1: chemical. <laughs> Good luck.
4: Alice, I'm pretty
1: sure that um, if you search <laughs> that on YouTube, you get one of my favorite songs. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, your, your favorite. Oh, oh we've, we've killed, killed, Justin. We've killed Justin. Justin has COVID now. <laughs> I that, you
4: got, I got COVID from a joke.
3: It's German. <laughs> Why are you blaming
0: the Chinese? It's the Germans who caused this. <laughs>
3: yeah, the German virus.
0: Someone made a joke in German for the first time and the virus the virus just spread from there.
3: <laughs> oh man. <laughs> <laughs> ich, ich war nur trinken das Wein und, und hören de, der funky Beats und, und, und jetzt habe ich, oh, ich oh. Na, jetzt habe ich massive
4: Kidney problems.
0: I <laughs> know <laughs> there, buddy. So one of the things is The bulk of the wine that was tainted, right, was made by a couple of big winemakers, and they exported it in bulk, it was bottled in West Germany, right?
3: Mm, Not a lot of small... To to like fill out the supermarket shelves.
0: Yeah, not a lot of small winemakers were affected by this at all, right? Um, And there's a big German bottler and wholesaler called Piroth that was implicated. (laughs) Am I mispronouncing that one too? Uh,
3: Pirot. Pirot. yeah, like the the th is like a mm-hmm. is like a. Th, yeah, why would you do a th if you're not going to do th? <laughs> I mean, like uh, I, I'm I, once again kind okay. of stumbling over it because my mouth and brain don't work. But the German, the German r is the most fucked language because it's just like an h. Because if you can't quite roll it like like you should, then you just kind of have to just say an h like Pirot.
0: Oh, my God. All right. So a bunch of employees were fined for like a million uh, Deutschmarks over this. The company itself tried to hold that when the German Minister for Health blacklisted Austrian wines, he had overstepped his authority.
3: Because yeah, that's like unconstitutional to be like, don't drink the forbidden no, poison don't, wine. Don't,
0: don't drink the poison yeah. wine. Was, no, you can't do that. You, you know,
1: I'm an American. I'll drink the poison wine if I want to. Yes. <laughs> Open her up. By which I mean the wine
0: bottle. Uh, <laughs> so this was so they could try and recover money from customers they had sold wine to. Um. You know, like because they're a wholesaler, they sold wine under contract, which meant they probably delivered the wine before they got the payment. Right? Mm. All that shit got held up in courts until nineteen ninety when when they finally ruled that yes, actually the health minister can blacklist tainted wine. As efficiency. it turns out. Yes. Wasn't wasn't the classic like, German efficiency.
3: I, I think it was like I vaguely remember it was slightly more like circumspect than this because as uh, as I remember it the health minister also had like an interest in a competing wine company. And so they were like, oh this dude is doing corruption by telling people not to drink our poison wine because that will make his non poison wine do better.
0: Well I I only saw like half of that story where I know that there was like some some inter C D C um or CDU strife over that one because the health ministry was cd christian democratic union you know mm. your, your general sort of stupid european christian party um you know that's yes, right and they um and and but also the CEO of the wine company was also that. I, I didn't fully understand that one.
1: Oh, that's, I mean, that's totally continental politics right there. Yeah. Which is like you're part of like a nominally progressive party, but it was a nominally progressive party set up by the CIA to forestall communism. <laughs> and like, and also <laughs>
3: everyone's in it. Like it's like yeah. it's like the mob. Like yeah. er, basically everybody in Germany all has a fake doctorate from the same place and is all in the Christian Democrats. Yeah, like they're oh, all
1: yeah. Christian Democrats, and like every single major company also is somehow partially owned by the political party and all the CEOs all also are in it, but when you dig into it a little bit, they all have blackmail material on one another. Yeah, th- like-
3: this is this is what Germany did instead of having like a strategy of tension. I mean, aside from the Baden-Meinhof group. Like, this is what they did instead of (laughs) Operation Gladio, is form the Christian Democrats.
1: Oh, yeah, no, German politics is basically just the Christian Democrats are everywhere and everything to nearly everyone. And they're involved in more or less anything. And that means they're involved in every corruption scandal, but also, like, most good, most, like, positive political efforts also are involved with them as well. Like, you just can't escape them. Because, again, like... I think there are a lot of Americans, and I say this as someone who's come from, well, near there anyway, um, over to Europe. A lot of Americans think that like, europe is somehow like a better way of governing your uh, governing your society and like no. you know, in some <laughs> ways it is but in, in a lot of very fundamental ways europe is sort of just deeply more psychotically fucked up than america where it's like in america you're just sort of put out onto the street and left to fend for yourself whereas in europe like you have a nanny but the nanny's fucking psycho
4: mm. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh my god all right, I yeah, can't I'm believe that line. Riley managed to like shoehorn in a bit of like actual Marxist terminology in the form of the psycho nanny state <laughs> in something that sounds like
1: a joke. <laughs> That's literally why I have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I mean,
0: how this all worked out in the end is no one actually got ethylene, uh, diethylene glycol poisoned from the wine. Probably because the ethanol counteracted some of its effects. Um, yeah, you know. it's so, it's
3: the Homer Simpson thing. Mm-hmm. Alcohol, the cause of and Alcohol solution to all of all life's problems. problems. Yes. Yep.
0: So then, <laughs> a, a few people got some pretty short prison sentences. I mean, like a year and a half in German prison. I assume is basically the same as a year and a half in a German club. Um, <laughs> Less
3: vinyl. I in, in every sense. Yeah, no, I mean thank, like I, thank <laughs> God. A a year and a half in in German prison is like a year and a half in a nicer apartment than anyone in Britain can afford. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's right. Absolutely, like there's less black hole in yeah. German
3: prisons. You, you ever see? You ever see the footage of like uh, you know Anders Breivik, the the Norwegian neo-Nazi? You ever see the footage of yeah. his prison cell that he's like constantly complaining about? And he's like, oh no, I don't, I don't have enough PlayStation 2 games in here and shit and shit like that. Like, oh, I it, don't have Shenmue two. Yeah, shit, to- shit is I considerably nicer than any apartment yeah. I've ever lived in.
0: Look, maybe you shouldn't have murdered seventy two teenagers or whatever whatever
1: <laughs> yeah don't do Have that It's yeah, do over to china i can't figure it out the dreamcast game only goes so far how am i supposed to live not knowing what happens
3: It <laughs> <laughs> won't
0: send me a nintendo oh, switch where the
1: fuck's my ps2 you know uh, anyway, yeah no so um it's 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 like this is constantly happening in in Europe like people are always going to jail for fucking with food in ways that's like not only illegal but encouraged in America like I like, you just think ah yes you you you're calling this comte but it's from just over the road from the region of comte I'm sorry, you have to be executed now <laughs> it's an archaic law from the nineteenth century. <laughs>
0: Austrian wine exports didn't recover for several years, like, they, they just couldn't, they couldn't sell Austrian wine on the global market, because they're like, oh, it must still have diethylene glycol in it, you know, even though it didn't, I believe they passed the law very quickly to ensure stricter testing, to make sure no one was doing dumb shit to the wine. <laughs> Don't do dumb shit to the wine. Um, and then there was the question... You've got all this wine that's been impounded. What are you gonna do with it? So destruction of the wine was difficult. Um in Austria there were some vintners, mm-hmm. uh like one Anton Schmied from Mitterstockstall. Oh. The police got him for dumping four thousand gallons of ethylene or diethylene glycol wine down the town sewer, right? And the poison in the wine, as well as probably the alcohol from the wine, the poison in his wine wiped out the microorganisms that clear the town sewage, Jesus. so it spewed untreated into nearby streams, oh, which killed all season. the trout in the oh, river.
1: Boo to ooh, ooh. that.
0: They could not dump the wine, so what they wound up doing is they used it as coolant Alice. in rotary kilns and cement plants, such as this guy here. Um, and then you know, after that, moral of the story, I guess, is yeah,
3: yeah, don't, don't do that. Don't
0: put dangerous chemicals into the wine to yes. make it sweeter.
3: Yeah, no. D- and all- be- beer good. Also, beer drink never beer. been tainted with anything bad ever. No, no, not you're talking uh, about. Beer nope.
4: Good. <laughs>
1: <Nope>. <laughs> oh, yeah, because it. like it, it, <laughs> it's t- it's, t- it's too ubiquitous to be any beer a scandal. Tainting scandals. Yeah it's it's more of a, it's more of a beer tainting business model.
3: Yeah, it's it's like you can't talk about a car crash scandal for the most part because it just happens every day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so always be cheap. No,
0: beer can be cheap can and be shit on its own merits. Well, look, there, there is some.
2: <laughs> uh, in 1900, more than 6,000 people in England were poisoned by arsenic tainted beer, with more than 70 of the afflicted dying as a
3: result. Arsenic? Arsenic doesn't even taste good. At least this was like the forbidden uh, good tasting chemical. There's
2: also uh, a, a brewery called Dow Brewing.
1: Although I don't think it's a stable one. <laughs> Yeah, they recalled that to like just as some tax loophole oh, yeah, in Dow Virginia. Dow added
2: cobalt sulfate to the beer for foam stability. Hmm. I like stable sorry.
1: foam. Here, here's the thing. I'm going to ask this question right now, and I'm, I don't know what answer to expect. Is Dow Brewing related to Dow Chemical, given uh, that they added some chemistry it to the appears foam? appears not. Huh. So is stuff called Dow just does that? Yeah. yeah Dow Jones? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Hey, they mm. they added some uh, chicanery to the stock market. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. This is, the, this is that late night style comedy. On well, there's your problem. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, shit! Going
3: I meant to gone. do the bazenga thing, but I hit the wrong <laughs> thing. <laughs> uh,
1: very satisfying to see Where that. Where's my bazenga?
4: Oh, <laughs> oh <that> <laughs> <is> <laughs> you're trying that to get it cut off, right?
3: <laughs> do not take out my bazinga. Bazinga! <laughs> <There>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's louder than you expect since you got me to turn the volume back up for the oh, news. Shit. Thanks for nothing.
1: Hmm. <laughs> anyway, look, wine bad, uh, beer good. There, there have been a lot of wine. Of uh, there's been one wine tainting scandal. All right, and then I'm there, sure also, it's not the only one well, I'm sure that's not the only one either. Um, but you know. It did
3: inspire an episode of The Simpsons where Bart learns to speak French. Yeah, yeah, the one with the movementarians.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right.
3: Uh, China, twenty ten. Yeah, yeah, but was that was that wine or was huh, that baijiu, right. which is rice wine, which is not a wine? I oh, know it's... it's
1: it's it's terminological no, slippage.
2: Neither it's like it's, yeah, it's lychee like wine. It's Ooh, not wine.
1: Yes, it sounds right. pretty good actually. Yeah, lychee wine sounds great.
0: They put like regular shit in wine now like ice and glass which is a very normal <laughs> chemical
2: yeah oh that's the uh, fish bladder one right
1: that's the fish bladder one yeah oh yeah well i mean frequently um now there's this big trend of uh, nat- like i say there's now there's this big trend for the last like eight years there's been this big trend of natural wine where there aren't any of these additives that they put in oh, It's like um, raw water yeah it frequently <laughs> What?
3: <laughs> just like a snail in here, we're just doing Donahue versus Stevenson all over again. I think a fish is pretty natural. <laughs> what are you going to do
0: with
1: all those dead trout? <laughs> we're just chucking animals in the wine to see what happens. I was going to say, tell that to Jothra Swaganeva, the godfather of natural wine. You'll end up with a horse's head in your bed, and then also <laughs> in some wine. <laughs>
3: Hmm. Ch- Chateau de I forget what horse is. Chateau de Cheval. Yeah, that's right.
4: <laughs> I'm sure there is a place Chateau de
1: Cheval. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there is absolutely Chateau Cheval. You've just and you just you made a joke about several real wineries. Awesome. What's the
3: next episode, Justin?
0: Oh, the next episode is going to be on the Tacoma Narrows the bridge, bridge disaster.
3: <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. And the little known Tacoma Narrows Winery. (laughs) Yes.
0: They got a very nice microclimate up there. (laughs)
1: Uh. (laughs) There have been two possible episodes that this wine uh, episode could have been on. Uh, There haven't been many wine disasters. So I'm very grateful to the Well, There's Your Problem Nation for um the problematics, the problematics. Yeah, I'm, I'm very yeah. grateful for the problematics for indulging the fact that I just love wine I love talking about wine we couldn't we a couldn't think of a wine. good
3: techno one and all of the nightclub ones are too grim to do immediately oh. after Bhopal
0: yeah. like usually
3: when you have a disaster in a nightclub a bunch of people die oh. oh, horribly. we had a good yeah.
0: nightclub one in Philly that happened oh. like 20 years ago I think
1: oh yeah I, yeah I, I I was I was saying that um uh, there was one one wi- winery one that I was agitating for, which was the Lawns Winery Collapse, which was uh, the only winery in Ohio <laughs> it <was> on an <laughs> island in, a, in like, whatever Great Lake abuts Ohio. Lake um, Erie, isn't it? Yeah, Lake Erie. Uh, it was on an island in Lake Erie. It was a winery in Ohio. And then one day it all just fell down. <laughs> So
0: it was the only spot in Ohio where a winery could, could compete with the corn subsidies.
1: <laughs> um, and the, the funny thing is, I looked at this right. Uh, it, it like Lawns Winery was the biggest winemaker in the U.S. and it just like piled them high and sold them cheap. It was on this thing called Middle Bass Island, and one day in like in 2000, so pre 9/11. So uh, maybe it was like a rehearsal for 9/11 um (laughs) it it was designed as like a medieval castle with like a moat and stuff and then it just fell down oh my god um but then it like triumphantly reopened in 2017 (laughs) rules and so now they're just like "Mm, time to not learn any lessons from this well, that's that's the official wine of
3: well. There's your problem. Is anything from Lon's Winery? Yes.
1: Yeah. So, and and funny. The other funny thing is, it's in a town called Sandusky. <laughs> is Ohio real? <laughs> is anything is anything about Ohio real?
0: I forget if it's Sandusky or Toledo that has a nice train station. I think it's Toledo. Um, oh, yeah. weird modernist grand station, the last Ooh. grand station built in the United States. Um, it also got less grand very quickly.
3: Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that, I mean well, that will happen.
3: Yes, that's that's a depressing note to end our wine episode on. Uh, but it's good yeah. to do like a it's good to do like a, a less deadly well, one mm-hmm. after two episodes of Bhopal burn out everyone's brains. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. One
1: one more one more funny thing about the Lawns Winery is one of the reasons they got so popular was that during Prohibition, they would sell like bottles of grape juice with very explicit warnings on them saying stuff like do not put in a barrel and leave with some yeast for three months or so. Did they also sell (laughs) barrels and yeast? Or this will become wine, which is illegal. (laughs)
4: Prohibition was
0: wild. I I wouldn't like to live under it, but I would like to see what it was like. Hmm. Everyone is a teenager under prohibition. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's just you can just go to like Saudi
1: Arabia now. That's what Here it's like. It? Oh, I, actually, I, I have the ad in front of me. It's from ohio <laughs> memory.org. Um and it says Ohio org sounds like a like a brain disease.
4: <laughs> no, like, oh like- yeah, he's got Ohio <laughs> memory.
1: <laughs> it sounds like memory TV, but for Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> It says, the juice of the grape, what magic is conjured by those words? Sure. <laughs> by the Allah, very Allah,
3: I will
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: By Allah, behave yourself, I will give you a taste of my wine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> From the very dawn of history, man has worked in the vineyards and found in their product a priceless reward for his labor. The juice of the grape in its fermented state has been entwined in the destinies of the human race for centuries. Oh, Jesus. In modern wines, however... Man has discovered that without fermentation, it makes a delicious beverage with a high food value and important medicinal properties. <laughs> high food value. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Middle-based grapes, have been, which is the island that Lawns Winery is on, have been famous for nearly half a century. With the coming of the National Prohibition Law, the vineyard industry had to be revised to meet new conditions. The revision was effected by George Lawns without loss or demand for his superlative product. Herewith are presented some of the reasons why Lawns' grape juice is the finest that money can buy, and why demand for each season's vintage exceeds its supply. And then every other page is just like, anyway, don't forget to not make wine out of this. Here's (laughs) how to not make wine out of it. Yeah, and
3: don't ask about the time our uh, winery castle collapsed. Yeah, absolutely.
1: In 70 years from now. Yes. <laughs> all right. Oh, Ron's winery. Uh, oh, uh, oh, wine. Oh, you delicious grape nectar. Oh, you sweet, sweet, sweet liquid. All right. All right. That was my- <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. Wine.
0: Wine good. Um I enjoy wine as long as it has only a small amount of diethylene glycol in it. <laughs> At most. Yeah. That's right. Um,
1: hey, you know what? A little drop will do you.
0: Yeah. A little dab will do ya. Um, That's right. That's so, it. does anyone have
3: any commercials before we go? Uh, listen to Trash Future, Riley and I are both also on it. We talk much less about wine, much more about German nightclubs, uh, yeah. and also we do some we do some communism there.
1: And also, uh, do check out the Bony Island Whitefish, a show I do with Andrew Law from Buntavista. It's available on the Trash Future and Buntavista Patreons, where um, Andrew and I watch and review uh, one episode a week of the Fox uh, procedural crime drama Bones. Uh, in season <laughs> five, they ran out of ideas for realistic and compelling uh, oh, mystery sure of uh, mystery of the week. And they hadn't quite discovered that they could do like an overarching um, season long plot. And they thought that the thing they had to do was escalate each mystery of the week into more and more strange areas. What if it's
3: alien bones? What if it's a pharaoh's
1: bones? Yes. Yes. No, Alice you're joking, but yeah, that's that's what they do. They they did both of those? Uh yeah Fuck they did man. yeah they did an alien episode they did an episode where it's like heavily implied that they're investing JFK's bones they did one episode <laughs> where it's like the entire main question they're wrestling with with the episode is uh, could leprechauns be real
3: <laughs> Well goodbye everybody
4: oh my
0: god All right um no let me let me well, there's your problem let, let me uh let me say this uh all right so uh this episode um or Wait, when this episode is out. Oh, I hope Franklin 12 will be out by this time. <laughs> I'm not even Where well, is Franklin 12. Well, we'll right, it's going it to be it. it's going to be a good episode. We're going to learn about a lot of weird weird shit about Stephen Girard um and also Ooh. um how he may or may not have stolen his wealth from the Haitian Revolution.
3: Motherfucker. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> you gotta avenge avenge Dessaline. So I, I I don't know
0: because this is gonna come out in as the awkward thing. Everyone's gonna know that we record all of these, a bunch of them at once. And then yeah. the goddamn hey, news. Do you want to
3: record the next Patreon episode right now after this? No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Can we talk, I mean, if you record another Patreon episode about another of Liam's different modes of transportation, can I be honest? <laughs> <I'm> sure. <laughs> this one's about Liam's bike.
4: <laughs> Too
2: fast to ride a bike, but you know. Yeah.
0: The, uh, the, okay. the the GTI.
2: The GTI. That's not a disaster, though.
0: No, that's a good How many very times car? can
2: Liam save VMAX in one episode? A lot of yeah. times. I love that car. Four. I'm not sorry for it. What are you going to hit good. out there? Car good, train bad.
3: Oh, good. Pretty bad. Uh, canceled. Yes, canceled. Patriot, Riley, would you like to replace one of the hosts of our podcast?
1: <laughs> Wait a minute, I'm wrong, baby. That's my bit that I do on TF all the time. When, <laughs> yeah. one, of, when one of my children is acting up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Justin, I feel your pain.
0: How
3: badly did we
1: do?
0: Wow, hour and 46. All right. Is that it? So shall I stop recording?
3: We can, we, can, we can cut some stuff out of this. That's fine. I'm not yeah, going to do can that.
1: Turn it, you, I'm sure you guys can turn this into an hour and 20 minutes of pure comedy missile.
2: All right. I have stopped recording.
1: I, I was going to uh, say goodbye
0: yeah. first. Um, yes, goodbye no, first.
1: Yeah, uh, I start, started recording
2: again. Goodbye, oh, everybody.
0: My God.
1: Bye, everyone. <laughs> 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 it, it was a pleasure to be here. It's yeah. always a pleasure to be here. And well, there is your problem. So, oh, anytime. Thanks, Riley. See yeah, you all. Thank, yeah. Thanks
0: for coming on, Riley. <laughs> Bye, Riley. All right. All right. We're done. We're done, podcast. Yes. Hey.